TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. It is the Score North Twin Show, the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show. I've been instructed to say as long as we can. This is Derek Wetmore. Joining me is a very special guest, Jake Depew, who's in Fort Myers. Jake, how's it going? I'm good, and I'm glad that you are back to referring to me as a very special guest. The that designated, lot, designated very special guest. <laughs> yes, yes, I am doing well. I'm literally watching the sprinklers uh, uh, sprinkle the field uh, in front of me, and it's a pretty great thing. The sun is shining. The palm trees are, are flowing. It's, it's very windy here. And uh, life is good. Life is very good, it sounds like. And we're really sorry about the uh, windy palm trees. We'll see if we can do anything <laughs> about that for you. Yes, I'm sure everyone in Minnesota <laughs> feels a ton of sympathy for me. Hey, but it means baseball is close, Jake. We're less than a month away from opening day, and you're covering Twin Spring training right now uh, for Score North. And there's a couple of talkers that I want to get to. I do, before I forget, I want to say, you sat down with MLB.com beat reporter Do Young Park, who, uh, and you guys talked for like an hour on yes. the Twins and the upcoming season. And I have seen the headline. I don't know if you want to tease it or not. It's going to publish over the weekend. Uh, Sunday, I believe it's scheduled for. I can just say that the headline is very spicy. That's what I know about the episode. It is It is a spicy headline. It's a spicy episode. Uh, Doe and I hit on a lot of different things. He's an incredibly smart guy and uh, obviously really locked in with the twins. And uh, we talked about where this team is in terms of, uh, you know, their standing in the American league. And, and let's just say Doe and I were in agreement that this is a team that has a very legitimate shot to go deep in October. Yep. I can't wait to hear that whole episode. That'll post Sunday for anybody who's listening to this and wants to hear that one. Uh, Tons of stuff on the score North twin show this spring and today you watched the twins do battle with the red Sox, good guys and bad guys uh of fort myers a couple of things that i wanted to bring up from the game specifically and i think none more important than max kepler who made his spring training debut what did you see from max and what what can we take from it yeah i mean he he looked good he hit a couple of balls hard uh he made some nice plays in the field but obviously what's most important and and rocco said this after the game is just that he was out there um, there was some concern uh, because he hasn't played up to this point in spring training with a back issue. And so there's obviously some concern that there's carryover from the back issue he was dealing with really in the entire second half of the season last year. And it affected him in September a lot. And he wasn't good in the playoffs, I think, in part because of it. So uh, it was good to see him back out there. Rocco seemed pleased uh, and said that Max was, was doing well. But I think that's something that's worth monitoring. You know, I mean, they say the twins say that the two injuries aren't related, but it's hard to see how two back injuries aren't at all related. Right. I mean, it's just all of those muscles sort of play off of one another. And so the fact that he had these issues last year and and has some sort of back issue this year is is maybe a little bit concerning, but certainly a good sign that he was out there. And the twins are obviously going to play that very conservatively. So they wouldn't put him out there if he wasn't. If they at least they didn't feel uh, or that he was a hundred percent. Yeah, so. yeah, I think that's safe to say. Given that Club Rocco is all about just sort of getting ready for the season, it's not going to be a case where 
you need X number of at-bats or you need X number of innings defensively or, or, or you need to play back-to-back days a certain number of times to get ready for the season. Rocco's basically like, <laughs> if I can paraphrase, all right, I trust you. Get ready for the year and you'll be in there on March 26th. That's exactly right. Yep, and so now we'll see, I think the next sign or the next step is to see when Buxton plays. Yeah. Uh, I, that's, it seems like that's still a little ways off. Uh but the Twins, I feel like, are, are confident that he'll be ready for opening day. They haven't said that, but that's just sort of the vibe I get. And I'm, I don't know if you would agree with that, but that's sort of what I was okay. sensing well, from you, them. You're down there, so I'll trust your uh, vibe-sensing abilities. <laughs> I, I will say that I, I was uh, I left there oh, about a week ago and not fully expecting Buxton to break camp. But knowing that okay. you know there's a, there's a shot on either side of it, if you made me uh, set odds i would I'd call it basically a coin flip right now well you were down here for two weeks and i've been down here for 12 hours so i'll trust your judgment <laughs> over mine <laughs> no 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 i didn't mean it like that uh, i do think that buxton's injury uh at least it was cast as a little bit more severe as kepler's and you know requiring the surgery is always something that you're not going to mess around with it's something that all teams but i think especially the twins and given their standing in the american league central i think they have uh, they're they're gonna play it slow with Byron Buxton um, for for sure, and we yeah. place too much emphasis on opening day. Like if he's back yeah. two weeks into the season, it's you know what yeah. difference is. And really like make? the goal from my perspective, um, in like on September first last year, I was gonna say, okay, well, get 145 games next year and see where that puts you. Not only from a performance standpoint, but just is he capable both from a both from a skill standpoint and from a luck standpoint of having a full season healthy and i think you're really going to like the numbers if that's the case so anyways to get to 145 you could miss a couple weeks but it's just weird if they're the first two weeks that's right that's right but um, i i think twins fans should be optimistic how about kepler because we saw a big breakout from him last year obviously he signed the contract he added 100 plus points to his slugging um, if you are a weighted on base average fan, these are Kepler's previous four seasons: 313, 315, 316, and then a star caliber 355 in 2019. Um, WRC plus numbers, obviously similar in the trajectory. That that hey, about a league average hitter, maybe a little bit below, especially for a corner outfield guy. And then boom, wow, he he arrived on the scene. What are you expecting out of Max Kepler this year, Jake? I mean, I think it's it's hard to expect anything less than a, another big year from him. I mean, he's entering his age what twenty six season. I, I believe. believe that's right. Uh, he's he's got the contract, so he doesn't have to to worry about that. I think as long as he stays healthy, I, I would expect his weighted on base average and WRC plus, whatever metric you want to use, to to be similar to last year. I I think he I think his stats were not a fair representation of who he was in 2017 and 2018. I think, um, he, and and the Twins obviously believe the same thing by giving him the big contract when his numbers were pretty pedestrian during those years. So uh, he he proved them right last year, and, and I would expect, again, if he's healthy, to, to do the same this year. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think as much as long as this injury is behind him, if this isn't something that's going to nag and, and affect him throughout the year, then more power to him. Um, I also think it's a benefit to him if he can stick in a corner i know yes. that's a big if but they're kind of all much like the muscles in the back uh human anatomy lesson here uh components of a 26-man roster jake all play off of each other and they're all uh they're all connected in that way 
<laughs> that um, is that is very true. I do have a correction to make after that very bad joke. Um, the correction is this is Max Kepler's twenty seven season, not twenty six. So, ah, yeah, my bad. Uh, happy birthday, Max Kepler, February tenth, according to his bio page. So, I'll have to wish him a happy birthday uh, in the clubhouse <laughs> tomorrow. I'm sure he'd love happy that. belated. Yeah, he's. <laughs> he I'm sure was that would mean the world. That why, would mean the world to Max. I think he wonders why he didn't say anything today, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> Better late than never, I guess. Um, I, I want to stick with the outfield theme here. We do. Uh, we talked a little bit off microphone. We want to discuss Homer Bailey. We want to discuss Alex Kirilov. But since we're talking about Max Kepler, since we talked about Byron Buxton, Eddie Rosario uh, is an interesting guy in that he came up in a bunch of trade rumors, but also hashtag good baseball player. Um, what What are your early thoughts here this spring on one Eddie Rosario? Yeah, so I... There's a piece that that Doe actually published yesterday, I believe, uh, in which he talked to Rosario, and Rosario essentially said, look, I know that my on-base numbers are really bad, and that my defensive metrics are bad, and those are things that I'm really looking to improve on this season. Now, that could just be spring training talk. Optimism reigns, as you say, uh, particularly in spring training. But I I did think that was... a some good self-awareness from Rosario that he understands where he needs to improve and what his limitations are. And, um, you know, he, we'll see if he actually follows through on that. But can you imagine if Eddie Rosario started taking walks, how good of a hitter he would be with yeah, his dude. pure talent? Because we've seen it. Right, right. For stretches. I mean, I think it was 2018, the first couple of months of the year, he was taking a lot of walks. And he's definitely had stretches where he's done that and then others where he just swings at everything. And he's so talented that if he could rein in the strike zone just a little bit, just increase that on-base percentage from you know 300 to 330 or 340, man, he would be a really, really valuable player to this team. So... You know, he ripped a double uh, into the right field corner today off of old friend uh, Trevor Hildenberger. And, mm. um, you know, I mean, his his bat-to-ball skills are not in question. It's just a matter of understanding the strike zone. So the fact that he has that self-awareness, I think, is a really good sign for him moving forward. Yeah, I agree, Jake. My overwhelming sense when I was down there was that, like, it's not that spring training doesn't matter. And especially if the bosses are listening and want to send us for longer next year, like spring training matters a lot. Um, <laughs> yes. But that this Twins team is actually low-key, kind of got veteran in a hurry. There there aren't very many young players trying to earn a spot. There aren't very many positions undecided. It's more like, hey, you're going to be here. Eddie's a, a good example of this. You are our left fielder. We'll figure out a spot in the batting order. Lefties, righties, doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. But get yourself ready, and we'll see you for opening day. I, I, I guess I don't know. Is that your sense as you roll in? You said 12 hours, um, uh, maybe a little bit more than that already. But that, that look, there aren't a lot of jobs up for grabs. No. It's, a, it's a question of each individual guy getting ready for his year. Yeah, and I think that's a sign of a really good team, or I guess a really bad team. But um, in this case, the I'm Orioles just... also don't have a lot of question marks. <laughs> exactly, but in this case, I think it's a sign that that this is a, a legitimate World Series contender. That every starting spot, position player wise, is taken. I mean, the only battles really are for the last spot on the bench, and that's between uh, Williams, Astadio, Jake Cave, and Lamont Wade, uh, and then a couple of bullpen spots, and and that's really it. Everybody else is is locked in, and so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it is just about 
getting ready for the season and and most of these guys don't have to worry about actually performing in spring training it's just about preparing um you know guys like randy dobnik obviously have to kind of balance the two but there aren't many players like that on this team this year yeah it's a good point um and you wrote about those fringe roster spots for scorenorth.com it's a post that's up there right now um the early Fort Myers notebook, which you can find on the Twins page at Score North if you're so inclined. Uh, a couple other things you wrote about, like Lewis Thorpe, Fernando Romero, uh, absences from camp, of course, and then Byron Buxton's health and availability going forward. So listeners are encouraged to check that out. Um, another guy who's not going to have to make the team, Jake, Homer Bailey pitched today. What did you see in his first spring outing in a Twins uniform? It's funny because when we interviewed him after the game, he literally said, I think I have a pretty good chance of making this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah dude. Good you signed a $7 humor. million dollar guaranteed contract. I, yes. I think you're in. I mean, he, he looked good. It's uh, How much can you really take away from you know one inning in a February spring training game? And he basically said the same thing after the game, that you know it was, it's just about getting ready and, and ramping up, and his velocity is obviously going to tick up as uh, spring goes on. Uh, so, you know, he looked fine, but I just I don't know that I can make any sort of honest assessment of where he's at uh, after this one sure. game. But, you know, his track record in the second half of last year, as you've pointed out, suggests that he can be a, a mid-to-back-end starter, and I didn't I certainly didn't see anything today that would uh prove that to be untrue. He We're, didn't blow he didn't blow out his arm. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's a good. good that's a good sign. Maybe that's like that's the first answer for everyone. How did so and so look today? Healthy. That's a start. Right. So that's good. That's right. Uh where does he slot in for you, Jake, just quickly on Homer Bailey? Uh out of camp, I think a lot of people are expecting Jose Barrios to start the opener. Where is Homer Bailey in your hypothetical pitching pecking order? Yeah, he's he's solid number four. I think it goes Barrios, Odorizzi, Maeda, uh, Bailey, and then whoever wins that fifth spot, which right now is probably going to be either Shasin or Dobnik, since Lewis Thorpe uh, has left camp. Um, and I don't, there there haven't been a lot of details about that. I don't know exactly what's going on with him, other than he's been tweeting a lot. Um, so if you check out his Twitter, he's been on like. A huge tweet storm so um but hopefully everything's well with him but i think the fact that he's left camp would limit his chances of winning that spot so i guess smelter would be in that conversation too but uh but yeah bailey is a number four to me i kind of like uh jolie chassin i i could see mm-hmm. him making the team yeah and, and the thing with chassin is unlike dabnik and smelter he doesn't they can't send him in the minors Right, so I mean, they have to make a decision one way or another. Uh, whereas with Dobnik and Smelter and some of those other guys, they have options and, and they can send those guys down and, and bring them back up whenever they need them. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how Shasin does uh, this spring. He had obviously had a really bad year last year, but prior to that, 2018, he was very good. And I think if my memory serves, he pitched like game. He started like game three of the NLDS for the Brewers. So he's one year removed from really being a, a strong pitcher. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he if he does win that number five spot. Yeah, if he's back, uh, more power to him. Uh, if you're looking to follow Lewis Thorpe on Twitter, he is at ljthorpe33. And Jake's right; he is an active tweeter. And uh, uh, sources close to the situation said he's trying to up that follower count as quickly as he can. Although, then I saw a tweet yesterday, Jake. It was served on my feed. He he was considering quitting Twitter for the rest of the year. So I don't but know the, how to make heads or tails of that. But now he's 
back. So he he tweeted that, but then appears to have had a change of heart. Okay. Because he continues to tweet. All right. Um, so well, I, I don't know. Mystery I, I, solved. Yeah. So, but uh, hopefully everything's. I mean, yeah. I, he said he left camp due to a personal issue. So obviously the the main hope is just that that he's doing well. But based on his tweeting, obviously he sure. seems like he's doing fine. Sure. So. Uh, uh, yep. Uh, thoughts. And good vibes out to yes. Lewis Thorpe and the, yes, the Thorpe yes. family, too, I guess. Um, yes. Without knowing anything, by the way. I don't mean that's not, like, I'm not trying to be leading or anything there. No, I, I don't know anything either. Yeah, yeah. I legitimately don't know. Um, uh, did I hear this correctly? And this is probably a better conversation topic for another time, but that optioning, guys, you mentioned optionable relievers, and that could obviously impact the opening day roster and the roster throughout the summer for what it's worth. But that if you get optioned now, instead of the 10 days down and you could be back right away, basically uh, 15 days down in the minor leagues. Have you heard that Jake? Yeah. So I, I think that rule change is only for pitchers. Okay. Don't, don't quote me on that. Sure. Although we're on a podcast, so I guess you would have to, Um, but uh, (laughs) by definition, I th- right, but I think they changed that rule only for pitchers because they felt like teams were manipulating that ten days. Uh, no, to, yeah, I know. Can can you imagine manipulating it, rosters? It, I know, I know. No team would ever ever think about doing anything. Brutal. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I do believe it's fifteen days at least for pitchers now. Okay, um, so so, be so fun. yeah, yeah. So if but if they send a guy down like Dobnik um, in the middle of the year, it's not going to be a situation where he can just sort of. Like if they have an off day, right? They could send him down, and he basically wouldn't miss a start if he right. like was down for ten. Now yeah. it's a little bit different. So counterpoint, it could make it harder to send those guys down. A little, yes, correct. But with Shasin, you know, obviously he doesn't have any options. I guess the flip side of the Shasin decision is that they only really need him until mid-May because then Pineda comes back right. and he's your five. Right. Um, and so it's like, do you want to pay, I think it's like $1.6 million guaranteed to Shasin if he makes the club. Do you want to pay him that for potentially only like five or six starts? Well, and then um, six more audition starts because right. if he's just back right. to being Jolie Shasin like in, in capital letters, then you find a spot for him in the rotation. For sure. Yep. I mean, it, that's obviously a good problem to have, and those things usually work themselves out on their own. But that's a good um, point. But yeah, I mean, it it it'll be an interesting decision. I, I think he does. You know, we, we were talking about performance in spring training and how it doesn't really matter. I think he's one of the few guys where it probably really does matter quite sure. a bit how he yeah. does. So. Yeah, I'm gonna be fascinated to see if he's in that mix uh, come like final cut day, uh, or or if they decide earlier on than that that you know what we've got enough depth so thanks for uh thanks for coming in and happy trails yeah and rumor has it uh based on some conversations that i've had he's a really good guy in the clubhouse so that could yeah. impact the decision as okay. well. okay i i talked to him actually for about 10 15 minutes in one of my first days there uh i've got one of those stories as uh journos like to say in the can yes. uh, writing about jolie chassin yes. and uh, yeah i can confirm i mean i really enjoyed the chat with him and you talked about self-awareness. Uh, he had it in spades, you know. The didn't go so well for me last year, and these were the things that kind of didn't work, and here's how I'd like to get back to being that guy, and the Twins believed in me, and I think this is a, a shot to make a team but also win some games. So I really, yeah, I really enjoyed my brief conversation, and I'll, I'll probably write something on that as camp uh, progresses. Um, Jake, I'd be remiss, though, if I did not ask you about a guy who has uh, – was impressed a little bit with the bat and not Trevor Larnick. That's a that's a show for another day. He's probably a headline on his own. Uh, spring hero Trevor Larnick, but uh, Alex Kirilov also 
uh, speaks softly and carries a big stick. What uh, what are you thinking about one of the Twins' top prospects this spring so far? Yeah, well, he looked good today. He hit a, a two-run bomb to to uh, right center today, and we talked to him just very briefly after the game. And um, you know, he just had a baby. He just had a baby like a week ago. And yeah, that's right. S- uh, so I think he's just kind of getting back in, into the groove uh, of things and, and adjusting um, from that. Obviously, it's a, a big life change. But Congratulations um, to the Kirilovs. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the sky's the limit for him. He he has all of the tools. And, I, you know, I was reading a piece by uh, Keith Law, who I, he's writing for The Athletic now. So yep, um, That's right. Yeah, in The Athletic. And he was talking about how unlike Larnick and Rooker and some of these other corner outfield types um, – Kirloff doesn't have as much swing and miss in his game. And I think that is part of the reason why he's so highly rated as a prospect uh, in comparison to, to Larnick, who's, who's also a top 100 guy, but kind of at the bottom of the top 100, and, and, and somebody like Rooker, who's not quite at that level. But um, the Kirloff has the ability to hit for power and average, um, and he's got a strong arm in, in right field. So I, I, Law saw him as a top 10 prospect, I think. Overall? Uh, Overall, yeah, I think wow. he had him as, I believe, number nine. Um, I'll double-check that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he certainly he looked good today. And he's a guy to me, honestly, that if he performs well, if he starts the year in double-A and, and performs well through the first month or so of the season and there's an opening, I would not be shocked at all if, if we see him in Minnesota at some point uh, this year. Because I, I just think, um, and just to, to clarify, yes, he did. he does have him as number nine overall but uh yeah Kirloff is a, a pretty legitimate talent and you know he had a wrist issue last year that I think sapped him of some of his power um and so that appears to be he appears to be past that and so I would expect big things out of Alex Kirloff this year I've seen some publications go back and forth on this some still have Royce Lewis as the twins top prospect law obviously uh has unless unless you're saying Royce is in the top eight but I think that means Kirloff yep. has passed him in the mind of Keith Law, anyway, who covers this stuff very closely. Um, fascinating little uh, pick your preference there to me because Royce has the overall athleticism, the ability to play shortstop, maybe center field if needed, yep. and sort of the, you know, Derek Jeter it factor. Yes. Uh, if you haven't listened to uh, my interview with Royce Lewis, I'd highly encourage you to do it. If you're this far into a twins show, I think you would really love hearing uh, Royce. Royce's thoughts on on baseball and climbing the ladder, and Tory Hunter was kind enough to join on that chat too. Um, that, that was a fantastic chat, and and he oh, really I loved is. it. He, and he's so Jeter like, just the the way he talks, the way he carries himself. It's 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 amazing. I'll yeah. say, and I don't know him like we don't hang out, we're not buddies, but just in the covering him from the time he was drafted and signed with the Twins. Um, I don't get the sense that we're being put on in any way. I just get the sense that he's like actually just a really great guy. Yeah. Um, and so for whatever that's worth, my two cents on that is probably worth about one, maybe one and a <laughs> half. But um, the Kirilov thing is he's a little bit quieter guy and doesn't necessarily uh, have that sort of, hey, you were drafted first overall, you've got to be a star. He's still a first-round pick, so guys are expecting a lot out of him. But I think that is kind of the the – pick your preference whereas Kirilov's got the bat to play just about anywhere and uh dealt with the wrist injury last year uh but boy that I I don't disagree with your assessment at all I think as a hitter I think he could be ready uh he could break camp with the twins if there was a spot I don't see a spot but 
2020 doesn't sound unrealistic to me. That's right. And and just real quick on, on Lewis, um, Keith Law was basically saying that he he doesn't like Lewis's swing. And, and there is a lot going on in Lewis's swing. He has that huge leg kick, really exaggerated leg kick, and there's a lot of movement in his hands uh, prior to to contact. And um, I, Law basically wrote that that's contributing to his uh, swing and miss, his, his strikeout rate, uh, which is pretty high. Um, and if you look at Lewis, Lewis's swing, I mean, uh, there really is a lot going on. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Twins try to tone it down uh, a little bit with him because I, I do think it's having that much movement and that much going on. And I'm far from an expert on hitting, but I, I you know, just common sense would would suggest that it makes it less likely that you're going to get your timing right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's something to, to, to monitor. I mean, we monitored Buxton's leg kick for three years, right? We obsessed over that. And so I guess <laughs> the next we? step, yes, well, I did. I guess the next <laughs> step is to obsess over Royce Lewis's leg kick. Yeah, so. man. Uh, it would be fascinating to see their development. And I, I don't disagree with the assessment of Kirilov over Royce. I'm just saying it's interesting that it's sort of a split crowd because some people do say, Jake, yep, see the flaws in the swing don't like love it necessarily but 1-1 fall league mvp uber athletic and still young enough at 20 years old that he's got time to figure it out for sure and he's and he's got like you said he's got the swag and it's not cockiness it's just it's just the confidence that he has about him that that suggests he's going to be a star but you know who knows it'll it'll be it'll be like you said it'll be fascinating to see how those two guys develop it's why we watch jake right that's right uh, cool. That's uh, that's a pretty good uh, rep. Was there anything that I missed that you for sure wanted to hit on while you're in Fort Myers? Uh, the only other update I guess that I'd want to give is Nick Gordon is ah continu- yes please yeah so he's continu- he had a, a like a gastrointestinal issue last year um, and it sounds like he has something similar again this year so he Uh-oh. has not played yet in spring training and uh, Rocco after the game basically said that. Uh, right now he's just working on trying to get his strength back. Okay. Um, so it doesn't sound like Nick Gordon is close to playing, or at least he's not going to play, I don't think, in the next few days. Um, and it's Gordon to me is really interesting because we've been writing, or at least I, I've been writing about Nick Gordon since 2017 as yeah. a potential call-up. I mean, right. it, in 2017 he was crushing the ball at, in Chattanooga at A as a 21 year old he you know started at shortstop in the futures game and it was like he was the guy right he was the next guy and now he's been uh passed by Luis Arise and obviously Polanco's entrenched at short and uh he's he's just kind of become a forgotten man and he's only 24 you know and and when he did play last year he played well but he dealt with a number of injuries and uh and kind of health issues it sounds like and and I guess he's still dealing with some of that this mm. spring. So hopefully he can get healthy because when he's healthy, he, other than one stretch of trip, when he first got promoted to AAA, he's always hit. He's always hit really well. So I think there's still something in there, and it's just a matter of uh, whether he can, you know, kind of keep it going throughout a whole season. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Hopefully that uh, gets back on the field because that's kind of the first step for <laughs> for everything yes. else. It goes without yes. saying. Yes. Um, sweet, Jake. Thanks so much for doing this, man. Yeah, this was great. This is a blast, and uh, it's nothing like spring training. I would highly recommend it. If any fans have not come down yet, it is uh, a pretty pretty, ma- pretty special place. Not only can I hear the crows calling, I can hear the dopamine rushing through your bloodstream. Oh, it is it is flowing. It has been flowing <laughs> since the since my plane uh, landed late last awesome. night. Awesome. Yes. Dude, Jake, uh, well, you can follow Jake on Twitter at Jake DePew. You can follow his twins 
coverage at scorenorth.com. He's on the Twins page uh, every day down there. And, of course, look out for that podcast this weekend with Jake DePew and Doe Young Park of MLB.com. Jake, thanks again for your time and enjoy your trip to Fort Myers. All right. Thanks, Derek. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here from my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. AM 1500 KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 94.5 KSTP FM St. Paul HD2, and on scorenorth.com. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Score North Live. Anthony pauses at the belt, the 1 1. Swing and a high fly ball, deep right. Hernandez going back, he looks up, and it is out of J.K. rips it over the wall and right. He circles the bases for the first time in the spring. He's got two hits today, two for two, a double and a homer. MLB.com providing that highlight. Score North Live, hour two on 1500scorenorth.com and the totally free Score North app. Rami Makloff in the TCL broadcast studios. Derek Wetmore in the co-host chair for hour two. Declan Goff on the other side of the glass, as always, and on the ones and twos. Later this hour, Derek went to the movies, and we went to the movies with him. Declan, myself, both went over to the Wetmore abode last night and took in Back to the Future. Good times. And Derek will review it. We will review Derek's hosting yeah, skills and that's abilities also, that's also, also a, thing. a little yeah. later on <laughs> this hour. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, Mostly good times. And we're going to get into some baseball, like hardcore baseball here in just a second. But we were talking about something before the break, Derek. And I think if anybody is the man who can make this happen, you are the man who can make this happen. Okay. You have the closest relationship with the Minnesota Twins, I would say, of anybody here at the station. Would okay. you agree with that? Yeah, well, I okay. mean, it depends what working, you're asking. Best working relationship. It depends what you're asking. Thick brag, bro. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I've, I've always had I've always had a dream of being part of a Major League Baseball grounds crew. Can oh, okay. Get, can, you, can you get me on the grounds crew for a day? For a day. I'll work hard. I'll take it seriously. They don't have to worry about me being a goofball or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'll be strictly business. I want to be on a grounds crew for a day. Can we make this happen? I'll ask around. All right. That's I'll all ask I around. Ask. Why? How did, how, what was the genesis of this? I don't know. This? We were just talking about, uh, oh, we were talking about clubbies. Okay. And and then somehow I started talking about jobs I'd like to have in a baseball organization. No doubt. That aren't like not your typical dream job. Like we all wanted to be baseball players. We'd all love to be coaches or managers or front ah, office people. No, no, no. A lot of travel. A lot mm. of travel. I think I like I'd be, be down. I'm a bad flyer, but I think I'd be down. Yeah, would you just get, like, drugged twice I, a week? I'd have to get, like, a year-round <laughs> yeah, prescription for Xanax. Okay, and, well, hey. And a, and a lifetime supply of Benadryl and Dramamine. All right. But well, if you can ask around. I don't think that's required to be part of the Target Field grounds crew for a day, but I will I will plant the seed, yes. And tell them I'll take it dead serious. I'm not here to play games. I'm here to mow lawns or whatever else they need me to do. Well, let's be careful here, rookie. <laughs> <laughs> We got some jobs for you to do before to, you I'm get to get water, on the dirt. I'm whatever, dude. Whatever you name it, I'll do it. I'm here to work. Gas-powered I'm clippers. a hard worker, and I throw big weights. All right. That uh, clip that you heard there was, and Declan just stepped out of his uh, his booth there. He'll be back in a second. Full disclosure: 
and transparency here, Derek Wetmore. I don't I don't know the significance of that home run. I, I didn't see the game yesterday that the Twins played in spring training. But Declan said, and I was hoping he could explain, that it was a meaningful spring training home run yesterday with eyeball emojis. Declan, why was that a meaningful spring training home run yesterday? Quite obviously that... Jake Cave's going to make the 26-man roster Williams ass deal. That's why. Eyeball emojis, okay. baby. So this is just trolling eyebrows, me. Eyebrows, eyebrows, eyebrows. This is just trolling me. I, so, thought, I thought he had a legitimate point. One day we Made posted. the mistake of thinking Declan would have a legitimate point. <laughs> we posted a Twitter highlight where we were all three going back and forth on Astadio versus Cave. And mm-hmm. the next day, Cave homers. And, of course, that's meaningful. You think he didn't see that highlight? You think Astadio didn't see that highlight? I'm sure Astadio saw it in person. Wasn't he there? The Twitter highlight that we posted. Oh, okay. The Score North Twins show. Does he follow us? I'm sure somebody showed it to okay. him. You, there's a lot of burner accounts that follow <laughs> that account. But I would be surprised if there were not uh, followers in the Twins clubhouse. Okay. You know what I mean? Somebody, somebody saw it. Somebody showed so it. So that's why it was significant. Yeah, Jake Cave answering the bell. That's, that's pressure-packed, man. And Byron Buxton's still not cleared to play. Now that and that's one of the the instances. That's one of the caveats that I said I would I would reluctantly reluctantly maybe say Jay Cave gets roster spot number twenty six over La Tortuga. That's the one instance where I might say that might say that you need Jay Cave on this roster. You need that extra outfielder. Otherwise, I just think and yes well, yes I love the dude. I love watching him play. I like seeing big boys do big things. All right. Because I grew up a big boy, and I tried to do big things, and so it's it feels good for me, all right? It feels good for me seeing big boys do big things. Yeah, you're not alone. From an entertainment standpoint, I just like La Tortuga. But also, I just think he's more useful to this team than Jake Cave is, unless you need that outfielder well, because Byron Buxton isn't ready. But if, if Buxton opens the season on the injured list, then you can have both. Right? You can have your cake and eat it, too. Sorry, that also wasn't true. a big boy joke. That just came out that nice, way. Nice, Derek. Real nice. I didn't want it to come across to listener the, the discerning listener of Sports Shaming Derek Wetmore. You can tweet him at Derek Wetmore. <laughs> I didn't want it to come across that that's what I was doing. <laughs> Although here we are. I made my bed. Not sleeping it. I don't know, man. I, I I think the Buxton opening the season on the injured list is a possibility at this point. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the case, well then Cave's one of your outfielders or what? I guess he's competing with Lamont Wade Jr. Wade could be one of your outfielders. That'd be fine. You'd go with three. You could have the bench option of Marwin Gonzalez. I know you, you've you been back for, what, a week from spring training? Thereabouts. What what was what was the feeling about Byron Buxton? I know they didn't give you a hard timeline, but talking to people around the Twins about Byron Buxton, how confident did they seem that he was close to being able to play baseball? Well, the way the Twins... between the lines. I should say this. The way the Rocco Baldelli twins answer questions, especially as it pertains to injury, is can I give you as little as possible and what I do give you has to be optimistic, right? And so that's not a dig at Rocco. It's just the way he answers questions. Um, like, so, so with that in mind, Rami, I would say they were all answered to the tune of every checkpoint item that we've had for Buck on his rehab along the way, he's he's answered it. He's done what he's needed to do to show that he'll be back and, and be back at full strength. Having said that, they're also setting what I would consider relatively slow checkpoints, right? So labrum surgery is not the easiest thing in the world. 
He didn't have it immediately. Remember, because there was that time he was like playing with injury, even though it was like very clear he couldn't swing a bat. They mm-hmm. were basically just saying, okay, well, he can still run, so he's on the team because he's the best runner. Uh, he can still go in and play defense, could put a glove on his hand. Okay, so that delayed a surgery, which in my mind also delays a return from surgery. Sure. I think even if he starts getting into games here, I think there's a fighting chance he doesn't open the season. Healthy and ready to go on the 26th. And by the way, our, our uh, very own Jake DePew is at spring training now, and you can read his work at scorenorth.com or on the Score North app. He says, we know this, Byron Buxton hasn't appeared in a spring training game yet. It's unclear if Buxton will be ready for opening day, but he's reportedly hit every check mark in his rehab. He says if uh, he begins playing in spring games in the next couple of weeks, it would suggest he's on track to be ready for the opener on March 26th. Uh, if not, he'll likely begin the season on the IL. So we should at least have an idea soon of where they think he's at relative to being ready to play baseball. Yeah, and I think you'd want to know, for a guy like him too, we talked about this a little bit last year, Rami, why why would you try to rush him back? You know, not just from the health perspective, but also just from his sort of history, his track record in the big leagues. One of the question marks is bat to ball. Okay, I'm not digging at the guy. I think he's an all-world wonderful center fielder, but one of the things that, can use some refinement in his game is contact. And that doesn't just happen like that. You can't just flip the light switch in spring training and say, oh, okay, cool. I hit the uh, extra pitcher from the other side, so I'm I'm ready to head north. I, I don't think it's as simple. West, I guess, in this case, head west. Break camp, head north. I've always kind of used those interchangeably. Gotcha. Okay. I, I've heard the terminology before. Wanted to make sure that Thank wasn't you. over your head as Thank a 40 you. year I baseball appreciate fan. It. Appreciate <laughs> it. So if if he's the kind of guy I'd I'd slow cook him, I guess is what I'm saying. If he's in games in the next week, okay, maybe we're talking. But if it's if it's two weeks and then he's got a run of games and he's not playing all nine innings and he's not doing back to backs, he's not making every trip. Yeah, I I, yeah, I would good, just look. I'm good with waiting like a week or two into April to get Byron Buxton back, and just make sure that you've you've turned every stone in terms of yep. maintaining his health and getting him as close to 100 percent and baseball ready as Byron Buxton can be. And good for them if they can get him ready to do what you're saying on March 26th. All right, then cool. I'm not going to fight that. That's awesome. I don't think you should rush to make sure that that's the case because it's more important you have him in September and October. Fair. Yeah, fair. He'll help you win the division. Sure. But he could win the division. They pulled away from the Indians last year without him. Yeah, yeah. After after a little run by those cute Indians there in Cleveland. after They made a little run, and then the Twins just pulled oh, away from him in the Bomba Bowl. Wasn't it just adorable when they were in first place for so that cute. 12 hours for after nice. the 11 and a half game? Remember their, uh, some of their media guys were tweeting pictures of the standings? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And he said, bye, twins, that or whatever. Totes yeah. adorbs, guys. Okay. Totes adorbs. I get what you're doing, and this is fun and it's enjoyable. <laughs> but, like, the Indians are a good team. Sure. I was thinking about this. I, I was mean, thinking about a column for maybe over the they? weekend. Yeah, I was thinking about a column for over the weekend of, like, are we sleeping too hard on the Indians? Because I was reading this SI piece the other day about the teams that will – no doubt disappoint in 2020. Something mm-hmm. like that. They asked a bunch of their staff writers, uh, who's your vote for the team that'll disappoint? Um, somebody might have picked the Mets. I know someone picked the Nats because repeating World Series is hard, especially when you lose your best player. <laughs> That's That tends to complicate matters even further. But a couple, I think it was two or three votes, said the Cleveland Indians. They won 93 games last year, eight short of the Twins. Twins had an amazing season, and maybe they come back, but Indians 
Sorry, your time has come and gone. The more I look at the Indians, the less I believe in them. Man. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, so we're not sleeping too with, hard with the payroll moves that they made prior to last season. They obviously fell behind the Twins. That showed in the standings, and it showed on the field. It looked to me pre- pretty clearly like the Twins were the better baseball team over 162 game sample size, which yeah. is a pretty damn good sample size. Yeah, and they shaved another 30 million off that team. Like I don't unless they have some prospects coming up that I don't know about, and they're going to put together really good lineup day in and day out on the cheap with highly touted prospects who are ready for major major league action. I don't see how we think the Indians will be any more formidable, if not less formidable, than what we saw last year. Well, this is this would be a fun column, actually. This would be a fun column because ninety three wins is ninety three wins, man. And sure. then what what they cut from it? Kluber, they traded. Kluber and they mm-hmm. added uh, Classe. Mm-hmm. Um, Clevenger will be out for at least the first two weeks of the season. He just went surgery. Okay, just had surgery a couple and days Carrasco ago. Carrasco was having something. He's okay. It sounds okay. he hit MRI and it sounds like he's all right. Good. Okay. Um, Framir Reyes. Yep, came over in the trade, so that's another big bat that they'll have for the full year. Their outfield was the biggest question mark last year. Is Oof. Puig still a free agent? He is. I feel like Puig would be wow. a good addition for them. Yeah, I don't know why he wouldn't just sign. I just realized that the other day. ESPN.com had a column he's, of like the remaining free agents. I was going to say, he's got to be like the best he player is. not signed. He's the best one out there. I mean, their rotation, if it began today, most likely, and this is from Mandy Bell at MLB.com, who covers Indians. Yep. She said it would be Shane Bieber, Carlos Carrasco, Zach Plesac, Aaron Savali, and Adam Plutko. Okay. And, then, and that's a solid rotation. And then when Clev's back, he just replaces Plutko, probably right. move him to the bullpen, something like that. Um, they they could have uh, one of those bounce back bullpens. Depends a little bit on Brad Hand. Yeah, I just I look around the diamond. This is kind of an interesting team. Um, I don't think they're as talented as the Twins. They also made an interesting bet on uh, who's the guy Phillies uh, Caesar Hernandez, who had a. A little bit of prospect shine and then had a good year or two and sort of fell off. I think he got non-tendered with the Phillies this past year, uh, which just means he was going to be more expensive than they thought his production was going to be worth. Uh, Sent him out. Indians are making sort of a bounce back bet on him to replace uh, Jason Kipnis. It's... I think the Twins are going to win the division. I'm saying don't sleep on the Indians. I think the Twins will have a harder time winning this division this year than they did last year, but that's mostly because of the White Sox. Oh, interesting. Unless because of the Twins. I think they make a big leap this year. They made some nice free agent moves, and they got some prospects who seem about ready for Major League action who are pretty damn good. I could see it. I could see it. And and I do want to say... They just gave a minor league prospect a six-year deal, Luis Robert. That's how much they believe in that guy. Yeah. That's how how good he's been throughout his early baseball career. They gave a... This guy's never step foot on the major league field. They gave him a six year right. contract. It'd be like signing Alex Kirilov right now. Right. Right. Yeah. Um yeah, I could see the White Sox make it run. I do want to correct one thing and I'll bring this up too later. This isn't this was not the point of the segment, so sorry I got us off the totally rails. Totally fine. Here. But uh do you guys go off the rails ever on this? No, show? never, dude. Never, live? Ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. I feel like you guys are pretty one track yeah, no, minded. Like su- this is the content, this dude, is the segment. Super disciplined. So I'm really yeah, sorry to absolutely. do this to we you. We have a script and we stick to it every I'm day. I'm really sorry yeah. to do this to you then. That but, shower thing totally planned. Totally. Oh, you guys planned. talked about showers again? Well, I I it's happening I announced, right now. I announced the poll results. Oh, okay. And you guys are gross. I saw them this morning. Essentially. It was like twenty percent of people don't shower every day. It went down to like eighteen point something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm Proud card-carrying member of that club. Did you say big water to me yesterday when we were having this discussion in the oh, office? I was just teasing you. Okay. Yeah. You, you said you were sticking it to big water. Big soap. Big soap. Big shampoo. 
take my money gladly. Just, yeah, just so I don't smell. You're just right? a puppet on their strings of the marionette fine. game going on around fine. you. Fine. Um, <laughs> like Steve Mariucci said, manipulate me. Did you make that a drop yet? <laughs> We're working on it. Okay, thank That's you. Pretty good. I put a Declan drop on the. Uh, oh, that was case. you. Yeah, that was me. Okay, so <laughs> I I just texted Jonathan because I saw this on my button bar. I just put it. Yeah, yeah. and feel free to use it when I, I could want. Uh, dip my toe in the Derek Wetmore camp. Feel free to use it whenever you need it. Um, Did you find that wet more drop I asked you to find yet? Not yet. I don't want to say what it is, but it it will be the greatest drop. Okay, I'll get us back on track, like at least a little bit, Mm -hmm. to say that I want to correct the notion that that people seem to have that the Twins were only a good baseball team last year um, because they got to beat up on a crappy AL Central. No, no, I don't believe that at all. Okay, but I think it's a better AL Central. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Look at their uh, winning rest. Before you just accept what people tell you, which is the Twins beat up on the Central, so that's how they were a good baseball team. Otherwise, kind of fluey, uh, fluky. No, 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 no. The Twins are a great baseball team, and they beat up on a bad Central. Look at their records against teams in the AL Central, and then take those wins and losses away. The Twins were still like a ninety mid-90s win team, upper 90s wins team. That You don't get that by accident over the rest of your games. So, I just... I'll keep saying that the Twins were a good baseball team last year. They're a good baseball team this year. They did not just take advantage of a crappy Central. The math does not check out with that narrative. Hey, Scornoth listeners, it's Phil Mackey here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is here to give business owners that peace of mind that you need when you've built a company with your blood, your sweat, your tears, maybe not your blood, but whatever. Like you built a company and you want your insurance team to be ready with a game plan that helps you recover if needed, recover smoothly so you can get on with running your business. Federated has a century of experience in helping business owners. You can find out more about the industries Federated protects at their website, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours.